Hello and welcome to another episode of the Uncomplicated English Podcast. Today we are going to learn about effective altruism. Before we get started, as always, I'd like to remind you that the full transcript for this episode can be found for free on my website at uncomplicatedenglish.com, where I also offer one-to-one conversational English lessons. Alright then, let's get started with today's episode. As I said at the beginning, today we are going to learn about effective altruism. You might be asking yourself, what is effective altruism? Well, effective altruism is a philosophical belief that encourages people to think about their actions the things that they do, and the outcomes of these actions. The outcomes of their actions are the results. It encourages people to think about what they do so that they do the things that will produce the greatest positive impact. Now, this might all sound a little complicated, but as we go along, we are going to see some examples of the things that people who follow the philosophy of effective altruism do. Quite often, when we watch the news or read the newspaper, we see horrible stories of people that are suffering around the world. When we see these stories, sometimes we think to ourselves, this is terrible, but how can I help? What can I do to help these people? Effective altruism might be the answer. Effective altruism aims to give people a way to help. Many effective altruists, these are people who follow effective altruism, try to help by giving away a large amount of their income each year. Giving away is another way of saying donating. They work out how much money they need to live comfortably. They work out how much money they need to pay their bills, to pay for food, and other things like that. And they give away, they donate, the rest of their money to charity. For example, a famous effective altruist called William McAskill has worked out that he needs £20,000 to live comfortably. So any extra money he makes above this number, he donates to charity. It is estimated that if someone earned the typical income in the US and donated just 10% of that money each year to the Against Malaria Foundation, they would save dozens of lives over their lifetime. However, effective altruists don't just give away their money to help. Quite often, effective altruists will volunteer to help people. So, for example, a doctor that is an effective altruist might volunteer to treat people for free. Or someone that is a builder might help people living in poverty to build their houses. You might be asking yourself, 
But how do these effective altruists know how to help and where to donate their money? This is another interesting part of effective altruism. Effective altruism uses objective reasoning to work out what is the best way to help people. This basically means that they do not let their emotions or feelings get involved in how they make their decisions. We all know how hard it can be to make a difficult decision when our emotions are involved. A good example of this can be found in the work that is done to prevent the spread of AIDS. It is estimated that the best way to prevent AIDS is through education. Some studies say that education is 1,400 times more effective at reducing the spread of AIDS than surgical treatments. Also, it is estimated that education is twice as effective at preventing the spread of AIDS than the distribution of things like condoms. Effective altruists use data and statistics like this to help them decide what they are going to donate their money towards. Another big problem effective altruists are faced with is where to start. There are so many things going wrong in the world. So how can anyone know where the best place to start is? Should we focus all our attention on fighting climate change? Or do we focus all of our attention on reducing poverty? This is where effective altruists use their special way of making decisions that are objective. This means that it isn't influenced by our personal emotions and feelings. This might seem a bit unkind and harsh, but effective altruists believe that if you focus on a problem that can't help a lot of people or a problem that doesn't have any real good solutions, you limit the impact that you can have. When they say that you limit the impact that you can have, it means that you don't do as much good as you could. You don't help as many people as you could. So how do effective altruists decide what causes to support? Well, they consider and think about three things. Number one, is it great in scale? This means how many people does it affect? How big of a problem is it? Number two, how neglected is it? This means how much help and time is given to this problem. Is it a problem that for some reason most people forget or don't know about? Effective altruists argue that often the problems that receive a lot of attention are not the best ones to support because these charities already receive a lot of money and support. Number three, is it highly solvable? This means, is it a problem that can actually be fixed? Is there a clear solution to this problem? So, 
Effective altruists ask themselves these questions to help themselves find the best cause to support. However, it's important to add that effective altruists still say that any help is good help. So, if someone wants to give their money to a charity that is well known and supported, that's fine. At the end of the day, that is still helping to make the world a better place. Earlier this year, I'm sure many of you will remember that the Amazon rainforest was on fire and also the great Notre Dame Cathedral burnt down. In a situation like this, an effective altruist would probably say it is better to donate money towards protecting the rainforest than giving money towards rebuilding Notre Dame. This is because taking care of the rainforest will help to combat climate change, which will therefore save lives. Whereas rebuilding the Notre Dame Cathedral, although it seems a good cause, won't save any lives. Now, let's look at some specific problems and look at how effective altruists think we can help to solve them. Fighting extreme poverty. This is a cause that many effective altruists see as the most important to support. Diseases that come with extreme poverty, such as malaria and others, kill millions of people each year. However, effective altruists argue that it is actually not that difficult to solve these problems. For instance, they argue that a malaria net costs just two US dollars and is incredibly effective in preventing malaria. Furthermore, they argue that simply giving these people that are living in extreme poverty money has also proven to be a cost-effective way of helping. Now, when someone says something is cost-effective, it means that something is effective for its cost. So, the solution doesn't require a lot of money to be successful. So, we can say that something is cost-effective if it produces good results for very little money. Improving the long-term future Effective altruists also look for ways to ensure that the future will be in a good state for the future generations. These are the people who come after us. They argue that in the future, the population of the earth is going to increase even more. Right now, it is estimated that the population of the earth is 7.3 billion. Yep, that's a lot of people. The world population in 1970 was just 3.6 billion. So, it is likely that the population is going to continue growing at a rapid pace. This is why effective altruists believe that it is very important to take care of the planet so that future generations 
have a good place to live. There are even some people that are so dedicated to the philosophy of effective altruism that they carefully choose what their career will be so that the work that they do will have a positive impact on the world. This might at first seem crazy, but it is estimated that on average over the course of our lives we will spend 80,000 hours working. So I suppose it makes sense to pick a career that will make good use of this time to make the world a better place. However, the majority of effective altruists aren't this dedicated and work in normal jobs. They try to make the world a better place by giving money to charity and also through volunteering. Some effective altruists even choose to work in high-paying jobs so that they can give more money away to their chosen cause. There are some people that don't believe effective altruism is all that good. Here are some of their criticisms against effective altruism. Some people argue that effective altruism is almost cruel. They say this because effective altruism tries to be completely objective. This means that it is not influenced by things like our emotions. But for some, this is a problem. If we see someone on the street who is homeless and suffering, can we really refuse to help them? By saying that his cause is not worthy of our help. For many, this seems rather unkind and harsh. Other people argue that effective altruism might actually be made less effective and helpful because it focuses on using statistics and data to make decisions. They argue that a lot of data is not trustworthy and is inaccurate. Inaccurate is the opposite of accurate. Quite often things are measured incorrectly and therefore the statistics that we get are not entirely accurate. Furthermore, if we make all our decisions through data, we don't use our eyes to see the suffering of the world and see other causes and problems in the world that need help. Some also argue that effective altruism doesn't tackle the root of the problems. This means that it doesn't address or fix the cause of the problem. When we try and kill a weed, we have to get the whole root out of the ground, otherwise the weed will just grow back. So, in the same way, many argue that when effective altruism tries to solve these problems, it doesn't get to the root of them. Well, that's all for today. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. Please let me know what you think of the effect of altruism. Does it seem like a good idea to you? Or does it seem too unrealistic? Personally, I like the idea, but I don't like the idea 
of making all my decisions through statistics and data. By the way, I was inspired to make this episode after I listened to a podcast about effective altruism. I found the episode quite interesting, so if you are interested and want to test out your listening comprehension, I will leave the link in the description. Just a quick warning though, the podcast is made for native English speakers, so don't feel disheartened if you don't understand what they are saying. As always, the full transcript for this episode can be found for free on my website at uncomplicatedenglish.com, where I also offer one-to-one conversational English lessons.